Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insight, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world full of change, disruption, and chaos. I'm MC Lobsher, and I'm joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, great to see you. Hey, MC. Good to see you. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. You know, everything we've built up to is getting to this episode here. The Producers Capital Account. And just before we we uh, get into this discussion, there is a presentation about 30 minutes um, at theproducersbank.com where we go into depth about the producer's capital account and all of the many, many different strategies that you can implement and execute with the producer's capital account. So, Carl, let's uh, let's start talking about what the producer's capital account is. For folks that listened to our previous episode, we shared the aligned capital strategy and we shared one of the elements of that strategy is capital capture. After you've created capital, while well, you've got a position at somewhere and that's the under capital capture. And that's where the producer's capital account finds itself. MC, before we talk about the producer's capital account, let's list out all the different features that we would want to see in an account that we're going to capture our capital in. So I'm going to list out some of the features here that, you know, if I was looking at many different alternatives of many different accounts, what I would want to see in them. And the first one is a competitive rate of return. I'd want to make sure that it's conservative, it's safe. I would want to make sure that it's private and has no government sponsorship. I would want to make sure that it has the ability to be liquid very quickly. It has a guaranteed minimum interest on it. This is so important because we talked about interrupted versus uninterrupted compound growth. And having this guaranteed minimum allows us to grow our, our capital inside this account uninterrupted. I would also want to look and make sure that it grows tax-free, that it's with a reputable company, you know, one, one that's been around for over 100 years, ideally even over 200 years no maximum contribution. So a lot of qualified retirement plans limit you to how much money you can contribute to it. So in this perfect vehicle, I would want to make sure that there is no maximum to how much I can contribute to it. A um, couple more here I'll, I'll list off. So um, make sure that it's transferable without tax. You know, If I'm putting money into this capital, capital capture account and I'm growing this, um, you know, my, my family wealth up, I wouldn't want to make sure that I can transfer this you know, without any tax implications. Another very important thing I would look for is a consistent rate of return. You know, I would want to look that this, this vehicle has consistently paid a dividend for over a hundred years. You know, some of the some of the accounts that we work with have paid dividends over 150 years. The last few things I would look for MC is to make sure that it's creditor protected. It has no market volatility. We don't want to play any parts of the Wall Street casino with this account. And I would want to make sure that we have full access and control to it. So the uh, the vehicle that we're talking about, too, is the vehicle of life insurance. And more specifically, a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company. 
uh, that fits the bill for all this. And this comes to uh, uh, many people as a as a very big shock, right? Yeah, you know, whole life insurance and, and life insurance is so misunderstood. And sometimes it gets a bad stig- stigma from certain financial professionals. And, um, you know, it, it's just misunderstood. You know, a lot of people don't even know you can have this account to put money in. Everybody just thinks life insurance, death benefit, and that's it. Yeah. And what we're talking about here too, is there's many different terminologies, right? So we've heard of infinite banking, bank on yourself, uh, cash flow banking. <laughs> Are there any more? There's probably more terminologies that we we could add to this. But what it all talks about is high cash value life insurance, a properly structured dividend paying whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company that's structured from the get-go for high cash value. So this policy will have uh, more than 70% of the um, capital that you put towards premiums will be available in cash value in that policy, uh, right as you pay it, right? right? Right as the policy is funded. So it's very, very different from uh, a lot of other in life insurance policies that you, that you may be uh, aware of. What I'll also share is there's a reason why um, banks, financial institutions, corporations, family offices, and the wealthiest and most affluent individuals and families all utilize this vehicle because you can access the capital in this vehicle at any given point in time to reinvest back into your business and grow your own business as well as uh, invest in other uh, cash flow assets or um, assets or investments that that are poised for massive and explosive growth. So um, it answers the question, Carl, the number one question that producers, which is business owners and investors, should be asking themselves. Where is the place where I should keep my money or my capital? That's the that's the question they should be asking themselves. And the answer is you should have it in a vehicle where you can access it at any given point in time to grow your own business and your own investment portfolio and not be forced through qualified plans to invest in other people's business. Yeah. And you know, when when we talk about whole life insurance. So MC, this is not the the insurance that Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman that they talk trash on. You know, when they talk about a whole life policy, you and I, we we tend to agree with what they say. You know, in a conventional straight death benefit whole life insurance policy, it is not a good vehicle to keep liquidity. And, And in most policies, you can't because it's structured for just death benefit. So this is one thing, you know, where we would agree with them on and this is not that product. This is a high cash value product that you can keep, you know, your liquidity and your capital inside of. Yeah. And to your point, um, Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman refers to whole life insurance as it's sold to 99% of the public. You know, and again, to what you just mentioned, I agree with Dave Ramsey on 99% of the things that he does say about how whole life insurance is sold to the majority of the public. Um, but there's one thing, one massive thing that he is omitting that he's not telling his audience. And, you know, I found throughout my life that the quality of your 
a life is determined by your thinking and the quality of your thinking is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. So the one question that he is not asking his uh, audience is, well, this is terrible. And, you know, I've said all these things that it's terrible, but we do have to ask ourselves a question. Why do banks, financial institutions, uh, corporations, and the wealthiest families and individuals uh, in North America, why do they buy as much of these life insurance vehicles and policies as these insurance carriers will sell them? Yeah. You know, if you look at a balance sheet of a bank, they have what they call tier one capital, which is their safest capital that they have. And when you look at where banks keep it, a good portion of that is kept in these specific, specifically designed life insurance accounts. So like MC said, it's why would a bank keep their money there if it's not a good place to access and have full control over it? So to recap, this is why we love a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company structured specifically for high cash value right from the get-go. The first thing is the guarantees. You have guaranteed of your principal in there. There's guaranteed growth in there too, right? Then you have access to dividends, um, which is not guaranteed, but these companies have paid them since the mid-1800s, every single year consecutively, one of the carriers that we structure a lot of these policies with have paid dividends every single year since 1847. 1847. Try to find, I don't know, 10 companies on the New York Stock Exchange that's been around for 100 years and have been profitable every single year for 100 years. It's going to be very, very hard. Um, the growth and the dividends are tax-free. The policy is growing tax-free. And then also you get access and guaranteed access, by the way, to the cash value, the capital in there through policy loans. And we'll we'll talk about more in detail on that specific strategy in future episodes. But you have guaranteed access to your capital through a policy loan, which is also tax-free. Then, because it's a life insurance policy, you have a death benefits that that's tax-free. You can add certain riders to these policies, like a disability rider. So if something happens to you as a producer and you cannot produce and create in the same capacity, which you've always had to produce capital, your policy will be paid up by the insurance company and you're not going to lose this policy. So there's different types of riders that you can put on there too. This also provides... Uh, Asset protection in most of the states in the United States, you have to check with your specific state and the laws in your state. And disclaimer, uh, Carl and myself, we're not lawyers and we don't play it on YouTube either <laughs> or on any video channel. Um, so, yeah, but in the state that we live in Pennsylvania, there's protection for cash value in a whole life insurance policy. The cash value is protected. And in states like Florida and Texas, it is as well. It's a private contract between you and a life insurance carrier. Nobody knows that you have it unless you disclose it on a form. Um, and also the uh, policy loans, which you use to access your capital at any given point in time tax-free, doesn't go on a credit report of any kind. 
Um, so it's a very, very powerful vehicle, which could be used many different ways. We are going to cover all the many different ways that you can incorporate this into your own strategy. Um, there are many, 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 many applications for this um, and many strategies that it, that it fits into. It's almost like it's a Swiss army knife of uh, financial products. But again, it just fits into your strategy. So it depends what you want to do, um, how this is set up and structured to get you to your goals or your desired outcomes. Yeah, so if you're picturing the aligned capital strategy, if you if you know what that is that we've talked about in, in previous episodes, this is your capital capture account. And what I'd like to add is that this is not your investment. This is your your high interest savings account that you use to make your investment. This is just the savings account to then go, you know, deploy it into the cash flow creation or the cash growth creation. And a final word just on the uh, producer's capital account: life insurance and permanent life insurance. You know, specifically a whole life insurance too. This is not an investment. We are not talking about an investment here. I want to be very, very clear. Um, it should not be sold as an investment ever. Um, and that's why we covered in previous episodes what the difference is between savings, investing, speculating, and gambling, because this is saving. So you're saving your capital in this vehicle. You're positioning it in capital capture in the aligned capital uh, strategy. And this is where you save. So this is not where you invest. So, um, you know, a lot of folks ask about the returns, the returns, this should not be the primary driver. The primary driver should be that it is inside of a, uh, mutual insurance company, which, uh, I mean, have been rock solid for since the mid 1800s, uh, that's where you want to warehouse your capital. So um, it's a savings account. So you're going to get three to four percent tax free, you know, because it is a it is a um, it is a savings vehicle. Um, and yes, dividends are between five and and six percent. But generally, you're going to earn about three to four percent tax free, depending on um, where you are in the life of the policy with this this type of vehicle, which is great as a savings vehicle. Yeah, um, MC, I would encourage a lot of our listeners, if you have a, a preconceived um, negative look on life insurance, you know, we, we have a, a presentation that we can share with you and, and look at it with an open mind and look at it objectively and just look at the math. You know, I love I love insurance and I love, um, you know, our industry because it's it's math and math is black and white. There is no gray area. And we just look at the math behind everything. You can access that presentation at theproducersbank.com. That's theproducersbank.com, where we do a deep dive into the uh, producer's capital account, and we share you different strategies, and we actually share different um, numbers with you in that presentation as well. That's at theproducersbank.com. Mm-hmm.